Being an expert doesn't mean you automatically have an audience, especially with so much noise in the digital marketing space. You need to break through the noise and establish your message as a rising thought leader in your industry. John Cook has worked with over 1,100 coaches and consultants and 800 speakers to make their messages remarkably clear and compelling to the right audience. And today, he wants to help you. If you want greater clarity and even better results with your message, visit workwithjohncook.com. Here's John. Hey, it's John Cook with Keynote Content. Thanks so much for joining me. We are in the last of the four-part series we've been doing, talking about neuroscience, talking about this, specifically the four main chemicals inside your brain, inside your audience's brain, that you want to be able to activate and then connect on that activation with your products and services to better serve your audience. And again, as we go into all of this content, we've talked about neuroscience, there's this... Um, amazing power that exists in the human brain. I believe it's one of the greatest forces in the world, but the key part is that with great power comes great responsibility. So as I share all this information for you, it's with this belief, with this hope that you use this information with integrity, that you actually use it to serve your audience, not manipulate. So we've gone through these first four, but again, one of the ways I love to remember these four chemicals is what I call dose. D for dopamine, O for oxytocin, S for serotonin, and E for endorphins. We're going to talk about endorphins today, but before we get into this, you might say, okay, John, who are you? What's your credibility? I spent the last four years studying um, a little over 11,000 hours worth of time invested into studying neuroscience, how the brain is wired for impact, for influence, for messaging, sales copy, um, social media, how uh, a speaker from stage can share a story and know it's going to connect with a specific part of your audience's brain. And I take that information, I've brought it into working with clients. I've worked with over 1,100 different business coaches and consultants and more than 800 different uh, speakers since 2017. And that's my credibility. And today, endorphins is the one that I think might be the most misunderstood of all the four brain chemicals. This is the one that's most misunderstood. In fact, you might even see the, the idea of endorphins. You might think like adrenaline junkies, people jumping out of perfectly good airplanes or swimming with sharks or dirt bike racing down a mountainside or something crazy and just like getting your adrenaline going. That's what I thought for as well. Well, but then about three or four years ago, I connected with Dr. Reef Kareem. He's from the Semmel Institute of of neuroscience with UCLA and I asked him, and it was supposed to be about a 10, 15 minute conversation. We sat and talked for about two hours about neuroscience, about how the brain is wired for imaging, for uh, impact, for messaging, for even different words, phrases, the way that our brains are wired. And he said, endorphins, he said, John, uh, what I wish people understood about endorphins is that endorphins is not about me. It's not even about you. It's about other people and what we can do on their behalf, risking our status quo. And I thought it was interesting. And so we talked about it a little bit more. I said, what do you mean about status quo? And as we, as we went through the conversation, it occurred to me, this is idea, the idea of endorphins is about taking this concept of sacrifice, about risking your livelihood or even your life for the benefit of somebody else. So I'm thinking about, um, thinking about first responders, so EMTs, uh, military personnel, uh, law enforcement, um, uh, firefighters, coast guard, rescue swimmers, lifeguards. So these first responders in a case of emergency. And the whole point is going, these are people who have been trained or are in the moment that are saying, I'm willing to risk my status quo for the benefit of somebody else who is at risk already. 
And so what I did is I interviewed about 20, 22 different um, first responders, people from military personnel, lifeguards, uh, law enforcement, firefighters, um, Coast Guard, rescue swimmers. And I, I said, tell me, can you think of a situation where you knew that the stakes were high? where the stakes seem to be that much higher than a regular situation for like a firefighter. It wasn't just that a building's on fire, but it's a chemical plant that's going to explode at any moment. But there are people who are still trapped inside that building. Tell me about that situation. And, and to a person, every single person that I, I interviewed said, I can recall an exact situation, at least one situation. And I said, okay, now hold on to that memory. Did it cross through your mind? Or did it pass through your mind at any moment where you said, there's actually much more at stake here, and I'm and I'm considering not doing my job, not doing my role because I know that the stakes are higher. And to a person, to everybody's credit, not a single person said, no, I didn't even think about not doing my job. They all, to a person, more words than this, they said, I knew that if I didn't risk more of myself, more of my future, more of my livelihood, then that person would absolutely lose theirs. And what I look at for today with endorphins is endorphins is not about us saying, I'm just going to get an adrenaline high out of getting applause from my audience I'm, uh, or people saying that I'm a best-selling author or that I got an amazing uh, you know, response when I walked on stage. What it was is it's saying, what am I willing to risk from my status quo to even maybe look ridiculous, to even put my livelihood at, at risk, my reputation at risk, because I know that the payoff is that much better for somebody else and for their future, for their livelihood. And so on the, on the endorphin side of things, it's saying, what can I risk from my status quo for the benefit of somebody else, for benefit of improving somebody else's status quo? What can I risk of my status quo to improve somebody else's status quo. And you might say, John, uh, I don't even know to, how to think about this. I, um, like, give me a more of an example. I like thinking about this concept of an end game because when people read your book, it's not two or three hours worth your book, but it's 30 years in the future because they read your book. It's not about this two-day weekend that you spent with coaching clients. It's about what is the next 20 years of their life or the next year of their life look like because they spent the two days with you. What is the... There's, there's a leverage or there's a um, the payoff for the simple pivot point can turn the trajectory of their entire future because they spent time with you. So the end game is saying if you're approaching your website copy, your sales copy, your social media, your webinar, whatever it might be, it's saying this is not a two-day webinar or two-day summit. This is not a uh, this is not a single sales page. This is not a coaching program or a uh, digital course. This is a potential pivot point for the rest of somebody else's life. How much better or how much different would your life be because um, because of the fact that you went to that party or you went to that dinner um, that happy hour or you went to that that dinner. Um, meeting and you met that one person who became your business partner or you met your future spouse or you met somebody who who turned into an amazing a donor for somebody that you know who needed a kidney or whatever it might be those are the moments where we say i'm willing to go to ridiculous lengths to make sure that i can help somebody's future be that much better i think of the the will smith movie like pursuit of happiness he was willing to go to unbelievable lengths because he knows if i could just land this situation. If I could just land this role, I know that this will open up so much for my future with my son. Think of the end game. Don't think of just the here and now. So what does this look like 
inside your messaging. You know, back to the interviews about the, the first responders and the and military personnel, it's going, you might even be, be uh, watching this or listening to this saying like, John, my book's not gonna save somebody from a burning house. Nobody could save somebody from burning down their marriage. You might say, John, I'm, I'm not gonna be saving somebody from drowning just off of the coast as, as a rescue swimmer. No, but you could save somebody who's drowning in debt and help them get the, the, just the breath of fresh air that they need to keep swimming further towards shore, towards freedom. What you need to look at is saying, my, my here and now can have the same type of stakes, can, has the same type of stakes at it. And I'm willing to say, what am I willing to risk to acknowledge that the stakes are that much higher? So for your, all of your messaging, what I like to say is let's shake the status quo. Let's shake your status quo or let's basically um, risk your status quo and saying that I'm willing to make some ridiculous statements. So uh, a while back I was working with, um, with a board certified cardiologist uh, who, who has since left the AHA and is because he saw some things that he saw, thought were different and he's pursuing those beliefs, what he believed he's found through scientific studies, through his own clinical research. And he's found, and so he said, I need something to basically catch people's attention. And so I said, okay, let's put this as your headline. And the headline is you can keep listening to your board certified cardiologist and die of a heart attack, or you can listen to me and I can save your life. See what it did is what it is. It really shook this preconceived idea. Well, wait a second. The person who is the best equipped to be able to to uh, help me with heart health is my board certified cardiologist. And again, I'm I'm not in the fight there. I'm not saying somebody's right or wrong, whatnot. I'm just saying like, this is the headline that we came up with to be able to better positioning himself as that expert. We're willing to say I'm willing to risk my reputation or shake the status quo or whatever it might be because I believe so much in what my program or my research can prove compared to this board certified cardiologist or whatever it might be, just as an example. And what we did was say, we're willing to do something ridiculous over the top where people are like, no way, there's no way they can back up these claims. And so I like looking for, in some sense, the outrageous, outlandish, controversial, and, and it's one where I caution people, endorphins is the brain, chemistry, is the brain chemical from a messaging standpoint that this has the highest risk but also the highest reward potentially because what you're getting through is a very noisy noisy industry so like just using the example of like cardiology is going there are so many cardiologists out there and heart health experts and you got to eat this or you can't do this and steel cut oats or cheerios or all these other different things saying so it's a very noisy noisy what we call like a red ocean there's so many people there and it's just crowded. How do you break through the crowd? How do you basically disrupt the noise? By saying something outrageous where people say, no, there's no way you can back it up. Only say this, only use endorphins, only focus on endorphins if you know you can absolutely back up the outrageous, the outlandish, or even the controversial. If you can't, don't make that risk. There are other ways to be able to get messaging. But if you know that you can, push it to 11. Push it all the way to where you say, I can amplify with my claim and I'm going to basically snap people out of that noise and say, here's something that's going to catch your attention and I can back it up and I can prove it how. So for your messaging, for your about page, your services page, your social media, your sales copy, Facebook ads, whatever it might be, it's thinking what is the, what's something outrageous, outlandish, or controversial that I can say that I can then back up and prove with my products, my services, my research, whatever it might be. So go for the outrageous and then prove you're not crazy.
because anybody can make crazy claims. It's when the people who are perceived as being crazy or outlandish or t way too controversial, when they can back it up, that we can say they weren't crazy, they're actually swimming upstream. This is where the minds of da Vinci, where um, amazing inventors, maybe even Elon Musk, there's controversy, but they're also thinking of things outside the box. For many, many of the minds that approach endorphins and say, it's not just outside the box, but there's not even a box. So for your messaging, get out of the box. Think of something where you say, I can make a claim that is amplified with the, the, the risk, but I know it can pay off because I can prove that I have the credibility or the results to back up that my claim is not outrageous. It simply flew in the face of status quo or of this uh, always accepted, we've always done this way. So as you go out this week, think about the way that you can risk more to better serve your audience. Make it a great day. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can work with John to make your message more compelling? Head on over to workwithjohncook.com and apply today.